1: Good afternoon, Arsenal fans, and welcome to our latest 49 Undefeated podcast. Um, nice and turned and, and relaxed, I think, Mr Charlie Watts, back from Marrakesh. And, and also Centre Parks as well, uh, let's not <laughs> hasten to add. Um, how are you? You okay? Yeah, very good, mate, very good. Good. Uh, and Andy Ha as well, social media editor, and uh, and uh, just a, a good guy, aren't you, Andy? And a, and a good gooner as well. A oh, which, so. which is why you're here. <laughs> um, I, I think... Given the Lincoln game was kind of a no-win situation, I think we'll kind of gloss over it a little. We can come on to it in a bit. But the big story that we had yesterday, an um, exclusive of yours, Charlie, was about uh, Meza Ozil being linked to Manchester United. Obviously, there's con- still uncertainty about his future, uh, Alexis Sanchez's future, obviously Venga's future as well. Um, you just want to shed a bit of light on, on the story, I guess, and what, what your understanding is on, on Ozil. Well, my understanding of
2: the situation is that, um, as I put yesterday, Ma- Manchester United are certainly monitoring what Jose Mourinho is monitoring Ozil's situation. I think we all know their um, their history, their relationship and their time together at Real Madrid and it's continued on. Uh, they remain very close and um, and I'm told, and, and absolutely 100% um, believe it, is that Jose is keeping tabs on on situation. Future and the future, which again I understand is not looking too great in terms of him staying at Arsenal. I, um, I, I, I think the where the where I'm sitting now, I, I think that he'll be off in the summer. I think Arsenal will be left in no other position but to cash in on him. Um, whether he will go to United, I, I can't imagine Arsenal doing business for Manchester United. They're not in the situation that they were when Robin van Persie went. Um, you know, the, the, they don't need the money. S- so much they can't, they're not. I don't think they're going to be ordered around by players so much in terms of this is where I want to go. There are going to be other suitors. I know that Bayern Munich are very much interested in Meta and from what I understand, are in pole position for him. Um, and I, if I was a better man right now, I'd say he'd be going there in the summer. But I'd be, about two months ago, I was very confident that Meza would stay and Alexis Sanchez would go. But right now, given what I know, I would now be surprised if either player stays.
1: Do you think? I think maybe. Happy days. And, well, I was going to say, Andy, it, it's a it's a pretty gloomy kind of forecast. Do you? It's probably not even a debate anymore. I think if you got asked if you'd rather have Özil and or Alexis, I think all three of us would probably give one. I, I'd like to think we'd probably all give one answer. I might be wrong. Yeah, it would be Alexis. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I
2: love, I love Mesut Özil. I think when he's on form, he's a fantastic player, but. He's not the, on I form that have, often, and say. he's certainly not on form that often in the big games. I know a lot of people point it, to that, and a lot of Arsenal fans sort of don't agree with it. But for me, this, it just—I've seen it too many times. Yeah, away from home, he goes missing. And as much as I, I love him as a player, I think he is a bit of a luxury player, and I don't—I don't think he's impossible to replace. Alexis Sanchez is very, very hard, almost impossible to replace, but Mesut Özil's not.
1: Do you think it's a disaster if Özil goes, or do you think they can bring someone in? Who can...
0: Yeah, I mean, we've seen good signs in the last few games, haven't we, with this sort of new three in midfield formation? Because
1: Ursula will get a bit lost in that as
0: well. Well, because like, we're playing a flat three with Ramsey, Shaka, and Ox. And, you know, Ox has done all right as a, as a most advanced midfielder of the 3 is hasn't he? And, um, you know, whether that's a, p- a pointer to what we could, could do next season if Ursula does leave, I don't know. Yeah, there's, there's talk of Ox leaving as well. So, But, um, no, go back to your point. Yeah, I mean, if you just look at Sanchez's goals and assists like combined this year, it's just the sheer number of them. It's like over the 30s, isn't it? And
2: I mean, Ozil's assists have even dried up this year. It's not like he's creating yeah. loads. Yeah, he's, I not, mean, he's not at all. I mean, he scored a few the, goals which were different at the start of the season, but those have dried up as well. And he's not creating like he was last year, where he might be creating, but he's, others may not be finishing them off. So I think when you look at his stats, he still is one of the best creators in the league this season, but it's not. it's
1: not... There's no tangible kind of no statistic for definitive it. assists. Yeah. I think when you're in that
2: role, I thought Dave Seeger, one of our economists, I thought you wrote a really good piece yesterday on our, our site when sort of comparing the goals ratio. If someone's so important in the team, you need that person to be scoring, not just setting up goals. And you yeah. look at other number tens around the world, how, how many goals they contribute. And Özil is lacking in that regard, and um, and I, I do think he can be replaced, and you can bring in someone who will not just create, maybe not create as much as Özil, because we know that's, that's his. Is what he does, but he could also chip in with more goals, which is just as important. Uh, if, you, if, you, definitely.
1: if you went with the four-three-three, three, Andy, what would be the the three in midfield and three up front that you go for? Obviously, Jack Ramsey Ox looks like it. It could work. I personally thought Ramsey was a little bit disappointing at the weekend. I guess the
0: problem. I guess the problem that we have now is that we don't have many sentiments who actually fit. <laughs> so. If we're going to play three in the middle, where does that leave Özil essentially? You know, does he get shifted out onto the wing, and on the the front three, or does he just not play at all? Obviously, if he's fit, I think Wenger will play him. So, do you think he works wide, Charlie, or do you think it's? um... I mean, he's done it for Germany in certain games, doesn't he? He has a way of shoehorning. But I remember when he
2: was playing out wide uh, when he first. Arrived was it first right or did he end up getting moved out there and, and we were all Certainly. trying for him to get moved into the centre? Then. I think it and coincided with the twenty fourteen
1: um, World Cup with with Wenger saying that Germany have played him on the left. Mm. Obviously, he's an option there, but he, he's he's not the player. And, I, and we saw it earlier this season when he played at Chelsea. It was Wenger looking like he was adapting to um, to the opposition and saying, right, okay, maybe I do need to take Erzo out the centre and put him put him wide, but. He's not going to be. He's not going to be a player that gets beyond a, a fullback and whips a crossing. He's going to naturally look to drift inside. So, you look at that. You look at that formation and just think: Is there an obvious place for him? Really, Do, could he possibly be in a in a flatter three rather than it being
0: there? Be there be sort of defensive concerns as well. You know, of course, certainly not need fullback much help, Is he? Well, that's that's it
1: well that's it and I think, think one of the big things that Ox has given you in the last couple of weeks has been that energy in midfield to be able to get forward and get back I've been really impressed with him I, I thought yeah um, dynamism yeah exactly and uh, I, I was as I said I was slightly disappointed by Ramsey the other day I know he got, I know he got his goal but I, I thought the real opportunity and yes I know it's only Lincoln and there was that kind of element of as soon as the first goal goes in, it'll be a bit of a cruise and, and, and all the rest of it. But I've, I really wanted to see some players in that team really step it up and deliver a performance that you know, you know, know showed that that showed that they're ready for what's going to be a really, really difficult run into the league season.
2: Yeah, I mean, you've got a got sort of balance it with Ramsey, is just coming back from quite a long time out again. Um, I thought he was pretty poor. I think he missed that early chance when Bellerin set him up and he put it wide, and I think it really seems to affect him. his certainly his confidence, because he had a few... After that, he had a couple of chances to shoot. He chose not to. He was always taking one touch too many. I think his confidence was just a little bit of hit. But as always, Ramsey, he, he did always keep going. He, he continued to work hard. He continued to get himself forward when he could. He got his goal at the end. Um, and uh, hopefully, you know, give him another couple of 90 minutes under his belt and he will start getting better. But yeah, I, I didn't think just he yeah. was great.
0: just needs to build on that sharpness, doesn't he? Um, he just needs he... to stay fit. Well, that's, he? he just yeah, needs yeah, that's to it. have a
2: good run of seven, eight or nine, ten games and just stay fit but also get a position that he knows and can use because right now I don't know where Ramsey fits into an Arsenal-Wenger side when everyone's fit and Wenger and would love to get him in his side because he loves Aaron Ramsey. I mm-hmm. think the frustrating
0: thing is we've seen what he can do in a, in a system that suits him in the summer with Wales. Yeah, and, he, uh, and he you was, know, that was
2: built around him that McField yeah. and to, it was allowed him to do what he does best and he was fantastic at
0: it. Yeah, one of the um, best Midfielders in the tournament, wasn't he? Um, yeah, I, I just hope he can just go on a on a on a run, few run of games now without any injury and just pick up some form because I think he's going to be really key for us in the, in the running now, especially with you know the midfield
1: looking like it is. He's, he's absolutely key, isn't he? West Brom on on Saturday. Obviously, it's uh, it's only Tuesday, so it seems a bit kind of. Is it early kick? Yeah. It is yeah. the early kick off, yes. So, <laughs> I guess that kind of justifies it a little bit. But it's a little bit premature to talk about it. I just think, though, naturally at the moment, you're looking at the fixture list and thinking to yourself, like, there aren't there aren't games now that you look at the fixture list and think, do you know what? Can, particularly considering the performances against Liverpool and Bayern, where you'd think there's an obvious three points. I mean, West Brom this season, I know Everton beat them this weekend fairly comfortably and that, that may work in our favour, you never know. But... I just just feel like they're going to be a real tough nut to crack and Pulis or Revel playing playing yeah, against the Wenger team.
2: Well, Wenger always struggles against Pulis at yeah. is home ground and it's always a different story at the Emirates. Yeah, it's not going to be easy. And like you said, The way we're playing at the moment, you're just not confident of winning any game. Um, so there's going to be the added soap opera of possibly planes flying over it with Wenger banners being pulled behind them. There's going to be more banners you, in You were at the ground. Emirates
1: the other day... Disappointing scenes, I think it's fair to say some of the some of the stuff is going on. So I don't, I'm not saying fans don't have a right to you know voice their complaints, but you know some some violence outside the Emirates ahead of kick off and there was a little
2: bit, it wasn't a lot, it was just it was one instant that I saw where and it did all calm down pretty quickly. I think the protesters were keen that they made sure that who who was getting involved that had to stop because they didn't yeah. want that sort of message being sent out. Yeah, um, and you know I've got absolutely no problem with the protesters. I, I'm very much on, in agreement with them over Wenger. I don't think he should sign a new contract. I think he should go at the end of the season. But there's just, a lot. I just don't like the way it's all it's going about. And you know, I had plenty of arguments on Twitter. I wrote a piece that went up on Sunday that a lot of them took um, exception to.
1: But there were quite a lot of people that didn't take. Exception oh no, a lot to of them, it. yeah, so lot it's
2: agreed. It's it's very split, and you you could see the, the, they were getting shouted down by a lot of people, and then um, other and it was all you know it was a bit. It was a bit nasty at the front. Um, with the, when the different sides were meeting and then that's just the problem of what it's like at Arsenal it's just not a great atmosphere at the moment because you've got such a divide but
1: but is that uncertainty just just adding to yeah. add this yeah, you know, sense it's, of it's divide so, the whole
2: club's uncertain at the moment players are uncertain managers are uncertain fans are uncertain you know, it's just not, it's not a good atmosphere it's not a good uh, it's just not going to bring the best football out of the team no matter how much they say we won't focus on it we'll just focus on what happens on the pitch it's very hard when Everything is going on around you. Definitely,
0: it, it definitely affects the players. Must, right? do. I, I, Absolutely, I, must If do. you ask them, they'll say no. But you know, how, how can they not be aware of what's going on? Yeah. I'm sure when they That's get so
2: over much. the over the line, they're not thinking about that while the game's being mm. played. Of course not. They're thinking about the game, but the build up, the preparation, everything. If you're not spot on at the very very elite level, it's gonna it's gonna creep into things. And
0: I. I I, I, th- I think it's a confidence effect. issue as well. You could see in the first half hour against Lincoln, I think the buying game I think definitely affected them. They just they were almost scared of, of well, we making mistakes against
1: We them. haven't spoken since the buying game, no, so God. let's not talk well, about that one. We'd have to, do we? <laughs> <laughs> um, wh- how would you line up against West Brom? Uh,
2: depending if Ox is fit, which I doubt it, if it's a hamstring problem, even if it's not too bad, like Wenger said afterwards, I can't imagine in seven days he'll be ready to mm. start. So you'll go with Coquelin when he, Jacker, Rambo. it's then he'll maybe have Urso on the left.
1: That it's a you know big sort of big opportunity again for Ramsey, given that Xhaka and Coquelin of the three are going to be you know more inclined to sit and. Yeah. And well, if uh, if was not in
2: front of him in the ten position, then it will give Ramsey Rambo a chance to actually get forward and do what he did so well. Um, a, a couple of years ago, because I do think Özil floating around in front of him sort of negates Ramsey a lot. He doesn't quite know what to do if he should go, if he should stay. Um, so yeah, it would be a big, it would be a big opportunity if Özil does get moved out to the left. But and um, Sanchez plays centrally with Theo on the right.
0: I just, I just really hope he doesn't slot Cochrane back straight back in next to Shaka. I think he will. If,
2: oh. if 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 Chamberlain's not fit, yeah. I think Cochrane plays.
0: What's the alternative? I mean, I, I'd like to, if he's just going to play a two, play Ramsey Shaka, then. Because I think if he, if Özil's fit, he'll probably play Ozil. Um I can see Giroud starting just purely t- because of the height and you know to to, com- to combat West Brom's Yeah, play. exactly. Yeah, yeah, they're they're very like good on set pieces, so I can see him starting Welbeck and Giroud, and maybe Sanchez on the right. But who knows?
1: FA Cup draw last night. Manchester City in the, in the last four. Was that the best draw Arsenal could have got? Yes.
2: <laughs> I, wholeheart- I wholeheartedly. I was, agree I was with that. dreading getting Tottenham or Chelsea. Again, just because I'm just not feeling confident about beating anyone at the moment and I was purely on the on the basis of I'd rather lose to Man City than either Tottenham or Chelsea or Wembley. I, I made the yep. point
1: to someone on Twitter yesterday that someone someone said Spurs were an awful record at Wembley. Okay, fine, I get that. I also think that's I think that argument's a little bit redundant in that they've been actually the home team in a lot of the obviously a lot of the games we've played at Wembley in the Champions League. So, I'm kind of, I'm not necessarily sure I agree with that assessment. Anyway, obviously, the five-one defeat to Chelsea and the 2 0 in the in the um, League Cup final, but City for me still looks so vulnerable defensively. I, I really do think, yes, they're improving. Yes,
2: they're Lee, looking very good going forward.
1: Leroy, Sartre, I, the defeat at City back in December still really grates on me. Arguably, the most frustrating defeat this season for Arsenal. To to go from such a position of strength in that first half, One where mark, they, half they were they were all over the place, City absolutely mm. should all should over the place. Should have a few more. Bellerin mm. had a chance. Mm. Walcott had a chance. That they, they really they needed half-time. As soon as that happened, Arsenal took their foot off the gas. City comes straight out of the traps, get a goal straight away. That that defeat really frustrated me because oh, yes. they were there for the
0: taking massively. Mm. That day.
1: that was probably the first proof, I guess. That nothing's changed about this team. they've still got still got a weak mentality. Allow a team that were really struggling that first half, and the, the crowd were getting on top of them. You could sense such anxiety around the ground. It was like an Ars- an Arsenal home game when they've gone a goal down, and Arsenal couldn't capitalise. But I think got a fairly good record against City as well. Let's not forget that. Um, yeah, yeah like, look, it's, it's, we've got a fairly good record at Wembley, full stop. And you know,
0: it's a one-off game. You know, if, if they've yeah,
1: they've been pretty
0: good going forward, but. Bravo and go. Anything's possible. Got, it's certainly, got, <laughs> certainly <laughs> got a chance, but
2: uh, I just I don't know. I just don't think we. Can, I, I think we'll struggle if they play well. I tell you what it could work I in our favour
0: if they get through in the Champions League. I, I'm not sure if they've got if Europe. There's a European game. I think that.
2: we've got the best chance out of. If we'd have played Tottenham or Chelsea, I'd have not been confident. I really would. not think Chelsea even even against Tottenham, I just wouldn't have been confident against about taking them at the moment. But I think City. You, you have a feeling they could have an off day more than the other two because the other two are and, the most t-
1: informed teams in I, the country and let's not forget well yeah there is that and they've also got the the, the strongest defences in the Premier League that's mm. the big thing for me I, I, I can't make a case right now for Arsenal really troubling Spurs or Chelsea I think they'd nullify them and hit them on the counter with pace and I think Arsenal would really struggle with that don't get me wrong I think City are going to cause Arsenal a lot of problems but I, I personally cannot see Arsenal not scoring against that defence. I, I I don't buy... Therefore, it. we've got a chance. Both full-backs look shaky. He's played Fernandinho at left-back at times. That it, cliche we know can be a liability. Kolarov is a liability. They will not amazing. fancy playing against someone like Theo Walcott on a big pitch like that. The keeper. The, the, keeper. the keeper. John Stones are still still wouldn't trust him in a, in a big game with Alexis running after him for 90 minutes. I, I, It may be that the last two results in big games have obviously to say they've not gone our way is an understatement, but I, I, I'd really make a case for us against City. I might be one of very few people. No, no we've got a chance. It's a one-off game. We've
0: got, we've got enough match winners in the team. We've got a lot of forwards all fit. Who knows? It could be. Basically, I think it'll be really entertaining either Definitely way. There'll be a lot of goals. There's no doubt we will got a chance. Yeah, we so
1: what can I've go, no, we
2: can go there and take them, but
1: but then there might be a bit of a problem in the final.
0: I'm not convinced that
2: we. Uh, i not convinced we can. On on the, I, I just think that City by then, I think they're very good going forward. They got so much pace going forward. There'll be goals, there's so no doubt about it. Mm. I think we'll score. Like you said, but I can just see them scoring, scoring more than us So I hope I'm wrong. I I'm in a bit of a negative mindset at the moment about Arsenal, um, and I just think that everyone wants the end of the season to come now so we can get the whole club sorted and find out where, we want to, where we're going to go in the summer but um, hopefully they can put that all, all behind them when Wembley comes around and can go out and deliver a performance
1: Here's a question for you and I know you do have to slide away imminently so just um, just, just let us know when you need to go um, do you think that will be the top the, the last four in the FA Cup will be the top four at the end of the season the top four teams in the league I'd like to hope so I would
2: certainly <laughs> hope so because I'd say the one <laughs> team that might miss out on that top four is Arsenal and it may be Liverpool will, will, and it will be Liverpool um, if, oh and no, the other three. It felt like a big result for Liverpool that weekend. Yeah, I think it was a big result. I mean, Chelsea and Tottenham nailed on. They're going to finish in the top four. Absolutely no doubt. Man City, you think, will. And there's a one-up one, a one up for grabs at the moment. Um, Liverpool, really big win at the weekend when they could have got nothing, you know, for going behind. They, got, they managed to turn it around and get a couple of goals and win the game.
1: But did, did that result almost give you not that not, we should have nagging doubts about Liverpool but do you I, I still think of the, as you say of those four teams currently in the top four they look the team most susceptible they do to falling out of that they top do. four they
0: do they've got two big games coming up They like obviously they've got City away and then um, the Merseyside derby at home but after that they're running really nice running it's yeah I mean
2: we've got we've got the City game in the semi-final then we've got Tottenham the week after away then got United at home that two weeks will define what we do and this season, you get that, get that right. You got, you got yourself a chance, and you got yourself a possible trophy at the end of it. Get it wrong, and there's no chance of top four. Do
1: you think th- there's been a little bit of talk now that maybe Wenger is more inclined to sign his new deal? There's understood to be a two-year contract on the table. Rumours of Allegri aren't going to go away anytime soon. But do you think? Do you think it would take missing out on the top four and not winning the FA Cup for him to say, I can't do this? Or do you almost think that would work the other way and he'd not want to leave Arsenal in that state? I
2: don't I think, I think it would ha- it'd be very hard for him to stay. I just think the fan base is so, it, the way it's going You know, it's still fairly split, but I think have a car crash into this season and, and I think it won't be split anymore
0: I think the majority will certainly the vibe you're getting is that that's the 50-50 split is now shifting towards it's most people to, you've want always,
2: always felt that it's been 50-50 yeah well slightly on Wenger's side but now you're beginning to feel the shift I know there's only a few hundred fans at that protest on Saturday and there was 50,000 Arsenal fans in the stadium well supposedly uh, it was quite a little bit less than that in fact <laughs> but um, there but were
1: still the, hundreds of fans at a protest yeah. which hasn't been the case previously no
2: exactly so it, it is it's growing and I think if they end the season really, really badly, miss out on the top four, and don't win the FA Cup, then I think it'll be pretty hard for him to put a case forward of why he should sign a new contract. I mean,
1: that is his last remaining defence, really, isn't it? That's the one thing that he has been able to guarantee Arsenal season after season. Yeah. Um, goodbye, Charlie. He's uh, he's off um, to yeah. do so- something or other, but he's he's going to be busy churning out lots of Arsenal content this afternoon. So. Uh, We'll allow him to uh, to depart. So yeah, thank you very like much for your camera. You. Um, and the door is now shut. So it's just me and Andy now for the remaining sort of five to ten minutes. Um, yeah, is, is, is that the remaining defence that Wenger has to his name? And that season after season he's always been able to say look, I can guarantee you top four and guarantee you the riches that Champions <coughs> League football brings even if I can't guarantee you progress yeah. beyond the round of 16. But... Obviously, Cronker, you'd imagine would think, "Well, that's an anomaly." But it, we don't want—we don't want that mindset. Surely, we like that probably will drive fans over the edge right. if, if even top fours beyond us. Yeah,
0: no massive. Up. It has been a source of almost pride for him, hasn't it? The fact that we've had this consistency of finishing the top four for so many years and always reaching the Champions League knockout rounds—you know—he's the one that coined the, the fourth place trophy sort of thing, isn't he? So. I think it's, it, I know, but it's a two-prong thing, you know. He, if he feels that success, and obviously the board, they're happy as long as there's Champions League football on the table. So, you know, if if that doesn't change, why why would they want him out essentially? So, I think that's the bone of contention for fans at the moment. That we're we're just stuck in this state of of uh, flux. We're, we're just gonna, it's going to be the same old thing until until something happens. I think you're right. If not finishing in the top four could be the straw that breaks Campbell's back, he he might turn around and think you know, the, the anger from the fans and all the protests this is just getting a bit too much I can't do this anymore I don't know You know, would you do it <laughs> you know what I mean I know the money's on the table for him the, apparently the contract's there he, he can sign it but he's always said how much he loves the club and, and that he'd do what's best for the club I, I just don't know if he'd, he'd want the fan base to be so split and, and to have all this media scrutiny on him every single week because if he does sign and we finished we did finish fifth and he signed on for another two years can you imagine what the sum's going to be like do you know what I mean
1: well exactly I, I can't make my mind up whether if he were to and I, I've heard the argument from both sides and I, I am honestly kind of a bit unsure which way he will go because I, I, as you say on the one hand if he delivers his target and ultimately that is the target of the club's board it's, they will probably say it's a minimum target yeah um if he doesn't deliver that, my fear is that the consensus am- amongst the club is, "Oh, this is this is an outlier. It's not something that we can say defines Wenger's time at the club. It's it's merely a blip." Mm. Um, now, the the question you have to ask then is, does that then wake the club up from this slumber? Does that then make them go, right? Do you know what? We've lost out on a lot of money now from not being in the Champions League. We're going to have to play Europa League football. We're not gonna. We're not gonna be the ability. I think it's just the ability to trap players as well. Well, that's it. It's, we, it's it's a catch twenty two because then you'd think to yourself, well, the board needs to go and plow money into the club to strengthen and get us back into the top four. But then, well, yeah, exactly. I mean, the know, difference
0: between a club like Arsenal and Man United is Man United can finish outside the top four and still attract players like Pogba and Zlatan just because of the wages they can offer. Exactly. And um, I don't think Arsenal are going to break their sort of. 200 ceiling, are
1: they, anytime soon. So, It's going to make it difficult because you need those players to feasibly get you back to the level oh, you want to be at. It's but, tricky. But I then think, also, it has, it's going to have an impact on players like Ozil and Sanchez, who they, yeah. you would imagine will not want to play in the Europa League. And yeah. Can Arsenal really afford to take the risk? Obviously, we spoke about Charlie's story on Ozil mm-hmm. earlier. I've been intrigued by some of the reaction from Arsenal fans to that because... There's this. I, I agree. I, I would personally also be stunned, given the the vitriol that was kind of, you know, directed at the club in the wake of the Van Persie move to Manchester United, and rightly so.
0: And I think the way it just worked out, the fact that he won the title in the first
1: season, the Golden Boot winner, and and I completely accept that. Um, I I just think, I think aside know.
0: from losing him, I think
1: the worst thing for
0: Arsenal fans mm. is the thought of him actually. Working under Mourinho and being successful,
1: absolutely, and it's it's feasible. Yes. Like Manchester United next season could be a real a real force. Like right now, they don't look like they're going to do that. And I I personally think it's, it's the Arsenal Man United game at the Emirates is probably going to have a big bearing on things. But I I would have thought it's going to be between Arsenal and Liverpool for fourth because I think United are missing opportunity after opportunity I know they're out of the yeah, FA I, Cup now I, yeah,
0: I, I think their European run is going to just hamper them it will definitely hamper them and um, maybe he just sees it as their best chance of getting in the Champions League because if you look at the teams left in there Yeah. so yeah maybe they're, they're going to put all their eggs in that basket and um, they'll fall a little bit short on the Prem but yeah it's going to be it's going to feel these last couple of months are going to feel like a, a lifetime to us I think
1: We'd, we'd just, just going back to Özil very quickly. Yep. Would you would you want him to go into his final year of his contract? Because there's a suggestion that they will re, they will you know reject in, some. They they will try and reject English offers from English clubs. Wenger's already said, hasn't he? He said, you know, we they'll, they'll be staying no matter
0: what. They're not going to be sold. So even if they don't sign, they'll they'll stay until the last year of their contract. But you know we've heard this before, so. I don't know. I, I know wenger has got a lot would, of power at the club, but
1: would you want to do that though and take that financial risk? Because I for because fans, though, I,
0: I think for fans, they're not. We're we, you know we're not that bothered about whether the club make a loss of you know whatever. I mean I know the Van Persie loss was what twenty four million. Would it really really killed us to have kept him for one more season and seen what we could have done? Do you know, yeah. it's mean, twenty four million worth a thirty goal striker just for another, another season. I don't know. Um, with
1: market inflation now, though, well, yeah, it's, it's, it, who knows what he's worth? But
0: it's it's a tough one. I, I, for my opinion, I I can see the club selling if if the players have just basically turned down the contracts because in a way it just means that they don't want to they don't want to be here. So why would the club keep them if the offers come in if the right offers come in?
1: Do you look at that squad at the moment though and think to yourself if Urzo and Alexis go, oh, it's, it's wh- a, where where is there a world class player? Yeah, I mean, team? it's just like.
0: Five steps backwards from what we've tried been trying to slowly build from 2014, isn't it? Yeah. Um, this is why I mean this. This summer's going to be so interesting to see what we do. And if we do lose them both, you know, whether he goes back to the youth route, well, I say him. He mightn't be there. Wenger mightn't even be there. So at this point, no one knows. <laughs> I don't think we can really accurately predict what's going to happen. Of course. Um, oh god, I just, I just really hope we, I, I hope we can go out on a high. I, I, if if we can get to the cup final, it doesn't matter who we face. I think I think he's probably got a better chance of beating Tottenham. So, uh,
1: yeah. And I, and that
0: would be the ultimate high, but it could also be the ultimate low.
1: Absolutely. Um, just, we'll, we'll kind of wrap things up on the West Brom game then. Yeah. Huge game. And also, with it being the early game, get that win,
0: put a bit of pressure it's on. Make or break our weekends, couldn't it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, it kicks, it kicks um, things off on Saturday. It, it, it
0: could... Like Charlie was saying earlier, it's good, and, and yourself, it's going to be a tough game, obviously, because it's the Tony Puder side away, and West Brom have been pretty solid at home all year. But their record against the big teams isn't actually that special. Um, they do really well against the teams below sixth, but um, I, I saw this reading the other day that once once Tony Puder sides reach 40 points, they just tend to drift towards the end of the season. Yeah. They're on the beach now, and they, you know, they're pretty much safe. They're going to finish Probably you know From 7th to 10th You know it, It'll be a tough game But If we turn up And, You've and got Wenger picks the right them. side I think we'll beat them To be honest we, We've got a, An okay record At the Hawthorns I know we lost there Last season But um, Yeah We normally do alright there Don't we I, I, think we'll, I think we should Get three points If we play well Score I'm going to go for 2-1 uh, 2-1 two, one. Two, one. Yeah. Nice and nervy Yeah I think I think we we'll
1: can see 2-1 We'll take that Going to go one nil again, I think. Yeah, I like Similar it. to when Welbeck scored the winner a yes. couple of seasons yeah, back. Wow, um, feels ages ago. And I think, I think if they don't win this weekend, I think the top four is beginning to look a distant prospect. As you say, Liverpool have got that easy running. Um, I, I think it's absolutely imperative, not just the three points, but being able to be the first to play. Lay down a marker and say, right, we've won our game. Let the rivals, you know, do the talking now. Um, we'll have to wait and see, I guess. Yeah, um, but fingers crossed. Uh, we're trying, to, trying to remain as optimistic as we can here. It's, it's difficult, but Lincoln has helped. Um, we um, will be back, I would imagine, at a similar stage next week. So um, Tuesday, Wednesday, sort of time again for uh, for another forty nine undefeated podcast. Um, please do give us a follow on Twitter at Arsenal FC underscore FL. Uh, Give us a like on Facebook too. And uh, yeah, come to www.football.london slash Arsenal FC for loads of great great content. Um, Obviously, Charlie's exclusive on Mesut Ozil yesterday. Plenty more to come on that story um, and plenty more, I'm sure. So yes, thank you very much, Arsenal fans, and have a great afternoon. Cheers from me and Andy and goodbye. Goodbye.